and welcome to the Zolly Mamsel podcast with Magali and Hansini, where we have thought-provoking conversations about journeys, life and much more. Catch our latest episodes every Monday. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, I hope you're all doing really well. So today we're going to be talking about moving to university Um moving to university and the experience of moving away from home and becoming independent we're going to talk a little we're going to talk a bit about our experiences um and what that's meant to us and what we've learned some of the fears that we had and things like that so just to give you a bit of background again um mags and i so i live in london or southeast london kent and i moved away to university in norwich mags where are you from? So I'm currently in, well, currently in Southend, Essex, and yeah, moved to Norwich as well. Yeah. So, what was your experience like? What 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 assumptions did you have before going to university? What were you thinking when you were driving up to uni? <laughs> I thought, oh my days, this is it. Like, <laughs> I'm on my own. I don't have. I don't have parents with me anymore that I can sort of fall back, to, yeah, fall back on and like run home because, you know, when you go to school, you know, you're always coming back to a home and it's like you have to, in my head, I was like, I need to sort of create my own home or my sense of what is home somewhere Sense new. of belonging. Yeah. And I have to, yeah, I have to sort of figure myself out. I think that's what I was that was going through my mind and obviously leaving my parents as well because for me moving to uni was the first time sort of moving away I mean I, I've been to you know vacations or like stayed at other people's houses but for in the long for a long time uni was the first step so I think that was my initial thoughts what about you I just have this memory of driving up to Norwich and um, I'd never been to Norwich. I hadn't even visited UEA. Yeah, this is mad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I honestly didn't know about UEA or anything like that. And I was driving there and I literally, it was really funny. There was like loads of farms around or like loads yeah, of yeah. greenery. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm going to like what, some dead end. Like, yeah, like middle of nowhere. <laughs> because when you're in London, I think like you're in a bubble. Mm-hmm. You think it's everything's in London. You think end or be or whatever. Um, London is the place to be. It is. But my point is, I didn't think past that the 18 year old me and I was thinking what dead end am I going in am I even going to fit in am I going to fit in what is it going to be like so yeah that was my first thought luckily I sort of visited UEA because the summer prior to that I actually worked there um for graduation I remember you saying this yeah yeah so yeah so the summer before I worked there as a like a photography assistant for a graduation company so we helped sort of address the graduates and stuff like that so I had an idea of what Norwich was but obviously it's totally different because you only see it only for like a week um but yeah for me luckily I sort of had an idea of what it looked like but for you 
yeah quite imagine. I, I didn't know but you know what my parents always had the mindset like they didn't understand the point of going to universities and seeing it mm-hmm. because they were like it didn't make sense to them not get, like not having your grades but looking at universities like because in Mauritius you get your grades and then you apply to university because you apply based on your grades mm-hmm. whereas over here people were going to see universities without knowing what they've got <laughs> so yeah, no, that's weird. why I never I know so I never really I've never really got to go because my parents would not be like let's drive five hours away just to see university that you might not even get in <laughs> so sorry pessimistic I know but that was the idea like you what's the point of looking at uni when you don't actually know where you can apply so yeah what has been one thing that you've learned from your uni experience I think number one thing was mental health is important I think throughout uni when I moved the that had never been on my mind because I think when we're at home we're such we're surrounded by our family and we're always we have like those distractions and you grow up with you grow up with them and you can confine in them so your mental health is I think quite healthy I'd say when you're growing up in a like good household and have like great friends high school friends so I think you, you don't really have to like really take care of your mental health but that's different when you step out and you're literally by living by yourself Uh, well obviously we have housemates at uni but I think it was the first time well actually coming out of uni I realized how much I didn't take care of it and I think a lot of people need to realize it's something that's important that they need to start thinking about when they move to uni because otherwise you'll get so overwhelmed with everything you're everything going on at uni because there's there's a lot of distractions and you can sometimes have mental health at the bottom of your of your list so that's definitely one thing I would just say on top of that like when you move to uni know what support there is for you yeah like know know what societies there are know um how if you are going through something who you can talk to and things like that I would say look into that because you might not think you need it you will at some point so use it yeah Um, and a lot of unis now have like advisors so definitely look out the help and talk talk to the people around you as well yeah definitely Um, oh and also do not be afraid to tell your parents what you're going through because that was that oh my goodness that was the thing for me I held it off for so long until I could no longer and I think they sensed it and and I remember just being on the phone to my mom and I literally could not hold it anymore I was like I need you (laughs) and then either I would go back home to just reset or they would come up to just um, but luckily I know some people don't have that luxury where they could go back home but I'd say just be honest with your family obviously you don't want them to worry but if it comes to a point where you're literally at boiling point open up to them because their words will comfort you and them knowing that you've confided in them will yeah, yeah will make them happy I guess I would say, yeah, if you don't have, like, if you can't, if you don't want to talk to a family like that, find someone who you can 
talk about it too. You need yeah. to talk about it because it's important. It's really good. Like it's really important for you to be open and honest. Um, and I know that's not easy for everyone, but it's going to help you in the long run by just just like offload offloading it to someone. But yeah, so that's sort of one thing. What's one thing you learned, Hans? I think the next thing, well, not the next thing, but the first thing I learned going in is you don't have a reputation when you go into school. Uh, sorry, when you go into uni. So recreate yourself and use every opportunity that you have. A lot of times, so when before going to uni, a lot of times people have been in the same school for years. What well, I was anyway. Some people move for sixth form, but I was in one place and by the end of that you create an image of yourself and people create an image of you but you need to remember that when you're going to university no one has that so don't hold yourself accountable of that reputation or that image of you and recreate it Mm -hmm. there are so many opportunities for you to learn so much about yourself so make the most of it get involved in societies start a business um do research, whatever field you're in, do something for yourself, do something outside of your degree. Uh, and I think you might just end up creating something that you didn't think would lead somewhere else, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And through that, you learn so much about yourself. Yeah, definitely. That's why that's one thing I sort of back as well, make the most out of the opportunities because there are so many things available there's so many different people different societies different help for example like you said um setting up your own business if you have an idea literally run it past a couple of friends or i think most universities ha- have um department where they help students yeah. they will literally schedule meetings with you take you through the steps the things you need um offer courses yeah there's so many things out there like don't get out of your comfort zone if that's something you don't like think about but just do it yeah and I would also say you have so much time at university honestly you have so much time (laughs) there is time for things like this so use it and there is there's definitely ways you can manage your time and be able to do something else on the side whether that's getting involved in um i don't know just yeah make the most of your time i came across this quote i think it was on linkedin the guy said posted a picture of his certificate graduate certificate and he said that certificate to me is not worth the fifty thousand. what was worth the fifty thousand was all the experiences that he had at uni and that really literally i was like that's literally it for me as well because there's so many things I gained from my uni experience and there's so many things I did that I, I didn't think I would do. So example, I, you know, did a performance um, on stage and I never, <laughs> I never performed before in my life. Uh, so that was like one it's, thing. It's the little things and the big things added up together. Yeah. Like we created a society from scratch. I had no idea we were going to do that yeah uh, but honestly make yeah and yes there'll be you know up and downs that is not out of question um but that's why I think 
mental health is important so yeah another thing I wanted to add is um yeah you are there for a degree like this kind of goes together with what Meg said um yes you are there for a degree so do everything you need to do obviously to get your the best grade you can get but I would say don't hold don't don't hold yourself back on the on the kind of fear that you're not going to do well it's entirely possible to do both and if you feel like you're taking on too much of one thing and the other you need to just rethink you know what you're going to do right now like prioritize but it is completely possible to do both um get out of the mindset that you need to just you get out of the mindset that you don't have time get out of the mindset you don't know who to talk to and get out of the mindset that you can't do things (laughs) because you're doing something else yeah oh I know that sounds rubbish but that's what I'm trying to say like um no no, no I know what you mean like basically stop stop having the bullshit ex- ex- excuses yeah um, stop having it surround yourself with people who are like-minded surround yeah. yourself with so, well, I was very lucky I had you but surround yourself with someone. You were very lucky you had me. <laughs> <laughs> you said it first. <laughs> Gratitude. Um, no, surround yourself honestly with people that will create things with you and that will pick you up and push you as and when you need. And if you don't currently find, if you don't currently have them, wherever you're at, at uni, first, second year, whatever you are, find them find them if you don't have them drop the group that you're in right now go somewhere else nothing is holding you to those people because let me tell you when you leave uni you're not going to speak to half these people all your first year friends no offense um (laughs) in the first week oh god all your first year friends you probably will not talk to them when you're leaving uni like Yeah, yeah yeah a lot of acquaintances very very few actual friends so yeah yeah don't don't don't, yeah don't stick to the same group if you're not if they're not pushing you or you know if you you feel like you don't you're not fitting in because that's the beauty of uni there's so many different people out there so you can yeah you can jump 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 friendships if you don't feel like this is not working for you so i think moving on to the next question what was the next thing you learned? Um, the, so the next thing I learned was probably becoming independent within that context. When I look, when I compare myself to, let's say, people who didn't move away from home, I realized there's so much that I learned to do by myself. And there's so many things we take for granted. Doing your laundry by yourself, cooking for yourself when you've got an exam the next day, cooking for yourself while you're revising till really really late at night paying your own bill learning how to pay your own bills learning how to sign a contract for a house no one's going to do it for you yes you might have parents who help you that's totally fine but the majority of it you have to do it yourself man like you said managing your own health managing your own mental health knowing when Mm -hmm. you're ill knowing when you're not ill things like this it's like key life skills and you will never most likely you won't be independent until you move away that's my personal opinion yeah because when you're at home the little things someone will help you with like whenever I'm home my dad will help me with my car my mom will help me with when I when I'm revising dinner's ready I don't have to worry about dinner that my input is 
very, very little compared to when I was at uni. Yeah. Like if my car broke down, mate, you fix it yourself. I was just yourself. thinking about <laughs> you're saying car, how to pay car fine. <laughs> if we should talk about <laughs> how how to check the signs where you're parking to make sure that your car doesn't get stuck in a otherwise yeah parking. you'll get you'll get locked into a car park yeah <laughs> so a bit of background story so Hans and I one night decided we want to go to cinema and one of the car parks that we that we went to was sort of about five minutes away but it wasn't the cinema car park it was um like a general shopping yeah it was like yeah, a shopping dr- retail park yeah yeah it was one of those sort of car parks so then we went in thinking you know sick let's go the movie, enjoy the movie, movie. <laughs> and then coming back we obviously we didn't read the the parking signs and then literally walking back we see the fence has like been um closed Shut. the gate yeah the gate has been closed and then we're like oh my god how are we gonna get home home. (laughs) so we're literally like panicking for like 30 minutes and then luckily there was one of the guys around he was I think he saw us struggling because obviously we were the only car there and then we were literally like oh can we can you please open the gate and then luckily he opened the gate he was just like yeah come come through and he just pressed the button that was it I, I think it was more than 30 minutes. I remember I even called a friend over. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah. Please come pick us up. Yeah, And they it, were yeah, on the side just filming laughing. us yeah, trying just to laughing. get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, these are things you learn. Yeah. But no, wholly back that is literally, yeah, I learned to be independent because I think this, the small things we do take for granted. Um, and there's so many things you learn about yourself as well because at home you know you just you don't realize until you come out of it like what you like and what you don't like so now we're going to talk a bit about our experiences moving abroad and what I mean by that is so both Max and I we were born in Mauritius and raised in Mauritius until we were about eight And then we moved abroad to the UK. So we're going to touch a bit about our experiences with moving abroad because that is a big change. Um, So, yeah, how tell us about your like why you came abroad, Mags. So basically the main reason I think my parents decided to move to England was to go to give us a better to give us better opportunities in terms of education and careers, because at that point when we were in Mauritius my dad was literally working long hours he was working in a factory but he was literally working Mm. long hours we barely saw him basically always sort of trying to make ends meet at the end of the month and we literally just didn't really have a lot of a lot of money (laughs) basically and yeah and some of I think three or two of his brothers already moved to England so they they, they sort of reached out and said why, why why don't we think about moving as well and because my mum has a an Italian passport so we have we we all had the opportunity to have an Italian passport so we sort of made that decision to sort of start again to start making things happen 
like that way and yeah so it all happened quite quickly actually I think within a year I think we got all our papers sorted and we just yeah just made a decision and I, I remember sort of being excited I didn't really know what was happening to be fair like you you just don't know you're just at that point I thought Mauritius was like the biggest was the biggest country <laughs> was the only country uh, so I didn't really know the concept of actually moving abroad I didn't actually know what that meant I mean I was only about eight yeah I remember like us you know packing up everything that we could saying goodbye I remember that goodbye instead of it being like sad I remember I was excited oh, obviously I was sad that you know I, I wouldn't see the people that I grew up with um but I, I th- but I, I didn't think I wouldn't see them for the, like the next I think after 12 years no sorry I think eight years because I only went back after eight years uh when we moved but yeah, so the the biggest reason why we made was for them to give us be- better educational opportunities and career wise, and to just have a better life balance. So to give my dad sort of a break in terms of you know work, working long hours and just to see what we can do. Sorry. What about you? Um, yeah, I would say very similar. Actually, came when I was eight as well. But we moved, I think my parents realised, so my parents worked government jobs. My dad was a nurse at the time. My mum was a clerical officer, so government jobs. But that didn't cut it because it's middle class pretty much. Well, it is middle class. But they realised that if they wanted to send me abroad to study, which is what a lot of people do, um, like they kind of plan ahead for their kids. They realised they might not be able to afford it. Like I think if they they were in the situation, sorry, where they had another choice but to kind of find means they would have done it but it would have been more of a struggle and while you're planning ahead while they were planning ahead they thought why not try abroad and I think around the time there was a recruiter that came and it kind of everything fell into place yeah um so yeah so then my dad came in 2004 and then we stayed in Mauritius so my mom and I stayed in Mauritius for a whole year and then after a year, he came back. And then that's when he basically came to pick us get, up and then yeah. get, get us. And then we moved here. I remember being so excited because a lot there's a lot of excitement around you, like family-wise. Yeah, that's at that it, time, yeah. At the time, whenever someone would go abroad, all the family would get together the night before because it was like their send-off. And it would be, my house was packed with my dad's siblings, my cousins. So it was more that excitement that, oh, they're coming around that yeah. I bought into. But I honestly, <laughs> to this day, like I can wholeheartedly say I had no idea what was uh, what, what was about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we literally went from that house to getting on a plane to then getting off in the UK, absolutely cold. Oh, And bear yeah. in mind... And we came around like, December. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, so we, we came did, around yeah. April, and I thought that was cold. <laughs> no, no, no. We came literally December fifth of December, and it was freezing. I still remember being in a parking lot. I think that's like the earliest memory of like being in England in the car park, being so cold. 
but yeah oh my god I came in April and I was freezing I was like literally like oh my god I remember that and I was thought and then we went into this we went to we came to London then we had to go to Liverpool because that's where my dad was staying got to Liverpool and the houses are so different compared to Mauritius like they it's Victorian houses <laughs> yeah they all look it's the Victorian same. houses so it's literally me and my mum in this room for most of the day that's mm-hmm. it that was the social interaction that we had for months until I got into school basically I, I say months sorry like a month but it felt like forever yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it was just like that for so long and I think that's when it kind of hit me like oh we're not back home we're not going back home for a while um yeah and then you start to kind of make do with being here really yeah Uh, quick question so you said your dad came for a year Mm. before coming to pick pick you guys up how was that like living with that did he ever come back during that time no he didn't I think it was harder on him than it was on us Mm. and because I only realize this now because when you're away homesick you're living somewhere where their accent for for Mauritian people is quite tough like the Liverpool act the Scouse accent you have you know it's not easy to pick up Mm -hmm. um and there was a lot of times where like we were surrounded with like our family so it wasn't hard for us I would say yeah I guess I guess it was hard for my mom being away from him but I think for him it was even worse mm. and also I remember him telling me the story about how a lot of his friends got so homesick that they went back home yeah they just moved back home and um like he just he wasn't in that boat really like you have to kind of see people going through that but then you have to make a decision that I'm not going to do that which is even harder yeah yeah so I think for him it was much harder than for us I would say now when we reflect back having been away to uni we can kind of get a little sense of what it's like what being it alone and abroad yeah because yeah. even though you're with your family it's a huge culture change mm-hmm. like huge um so yeah do you think it was the right decision well no do you think it was the right decision that our parents made for us because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have much of a say I think yes definitely because when I think about what they wanted to achieve and what in our situation now I think they they're really content with their decision because that the the whole reason why we moved was was to give us better opportunities education wise and career wise but I think just giving us freedom to do what we want to do and I think we've been able to do that. We've all had really good education. You know, we all went to school, high school, great experience. Uh, me and my sister have managed to go to university. My brothers are at, at uni right now. And I think them knowing that and seeing what the opportunities that we have ahead of us, I feel like right now they're, they're content with life. I think that was their whole goal. And I think my parents are honestly the the happiest two people that I know, like as in truly happy. And they don't need, they don't need like any flashy stuff. Like if you meet my dad, he's literally the simplest guy you meet. Like he's just happy with doing his like nine to five. Well, right now he's working half a day, but going to work and then just coming back and just 
relaxing like working on his garden stuff or watching football like he doesn't need anything and I think seeing us living our lives the way we want yeah just makes them happy so I feel like yes they they definitely made the right decision and I think they're happy with their decision what about you yeah I would say for me I think definitely was the right decision and I realized that kind of when I go back home every once in a while because I realized how not to say it's not livable because that is not the case like when you're there it's a great life and yeah. I would say to some, and socially, it's a lot better. And I would say in terms of work-life stress, a lot better mm-hmm. than here. But I would say it's opened, like you said, it's opened more doors, more opportunities for us. And in terms of kind of, I would say financially, it's benefited us a lot. Because whenever I go back home, I realized that the meat, so, you know, like you have you have to work a lot harder just to be able to enjoy. Does that make sense? Because everything is so expensive in Mauritius. That's the thing. Like your living standard, sorry, your wage doesn't match um, the living standard, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's what I saw as well. Yes. So that's kind of my thing. So I feel like in that way, it's been great. But it didn't come easy, I would say. Oh, yeah. I I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it like everything has you know a tag attached to it or you know when they say the other side of the world isn't greener blah blah the grass it, isn't true. always green on the, the gr- other side yeah yeah the grass yeah. isn't always green yeah, yeah definitely. so because even though um like we're better off education wise we're better off um yeah opportunity wise financially mm-hmm. big thing but and and we're kind of also able to help back a lot like we're yeah, able to give back to yeah, our family true. a lot more than we would have I mean I think you'd find means and ways to do it but it's just easier now having said that like this the sacrifice that my parents had to make is to crazy to you know yeah. like you know because my mom's fr- my mom's a social butterfly like she loves talking to people and she mm-hmm. enjoyed the Mauritian lifestyle of yeah, family, yeah. friends. She enjoyed the social life, like going to weddings, birthdays. Like she enjoyed that over here. Mm-hmm. We moved here. We didn't have family, like close, close family living to us. When we were in Liverpool, my dad's cousin lived in London. Yeah. So we would travel back once every couple of months because it was expensive. Like you wouldn't just, you know, pack up and go and then working as a nurse as well. Um, you didn't have like you had to work around your shifts it's not every weekend that you would be home so for her it was crazy because she had to look after me and she was in this room um, like sorry in this house kind of alone she didn't really have a lot of friends I would say so that way Mm -hmm. that has been a sacrifice yeah a lot of times when our family would be at home you know they have a wedding they they had each other she just didn't have that we didn't have that yeah 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 no I'll say the same thing like my mom like you know my mom actually both of our moms are very they they like they love their social life in Mauritius and for my mom especially she she didn't have any family in England it was only on my dad's side so for her she literally left all her family in Mauritius and the funny thing is with my mom she actually moved moved to France when she was about 10 years old and lived there for about 10 years 
and then decided that she didn't like France. Like she she missed her home island. She missed Mauritius and then went back to 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 marry my dad. That's another story for another time. <laughs> but yeah, so she went back and then got married and had four of us and then literally moved, decided to move again. So for her, it was like tw- she had to make the sacrifice twice. And the second time she's stuck with it, but for for her kids, for us. And yeah, so she was used to being in Mauritius, you sort of, everything's accessible. So as in with, with your family, you have your neighbours, you're very close to your neighbours. Like our, our next door neighbour was her best friend and family would literally be, you know, down the road. That's, that's where you'd be sort of every night or every weekend. And yeah, when you move here, you literally have <laughs> that's that's stripped away. And I think for us, like kids, like we we still had each other because we were still growing up. So like we were, you know, we entertained ourselves. But for for her and my dad, or yeah, that basically their social life got stripped away. And then they had, to, and that's when we started. We had to rebuild, rebuild, and like find community a new community and for us I think that was uh, we started going to church and then that's how we sort of started meeting new people people. what do you think the effects of moving had on you thinking back I didn't know what was happening so I just adapted very quickly to the situation and going to school you, you learn very quickly so, so I picked up, we, yeah, we picked up English very quickly and, you know, made new friends. But all, all throughout my school years, until I got to uni, I realised that I didn't have like a group of, I didn't have a group of like Mauritian friends. So like that side of me, th- that interaction had been sort of uh, locked away, I guess um obviously at home like we still speak real we still we're very in touch with our culture but it's different we have friends that bring out that side of you and then it was only at uni when we met and then we started the Mauritian society that it came out and it sort of unlocked that whole side of me and I could there's a part of me that I can express that I couldn't or throughout like you know primary school high school yeah, I definitely agree. I think um, you kind of, I think you're in a weird situation in the sense that you're trying to figure out the mix between being Mauritian and the mix being between between living here and what it means yeah. to you. Like I remember it not making sense to me how, because you know when you come here and people ask you where you're from, with Mauritians oh, yeah, it's quite complicated because we've got our ethnicity and then we've got our nationality. So mm. We've got different ancestors, like, you know, like, for example, mine, I'm of Indian ethnicity, but my aunt, but I'm from Mauritius, so technically I'm African. Because yeah, I was born yeah. and raised there, my family have been there for generations, my family have been there for, I'm the eighth generation, like, yeah, and that's the same story for a lot of other people. But when yeah. you're in Mauritius, you never have to think about that, because no mm-hmm. one questions it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, co- yeah. No one yeah. questions it. So then when you come here, you're an eight-year-old child, people asking you where you're from, your friends ask well your school friends are asking you you have no idea so it doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense how you're Indian but you speak French yeah and like it was just such a mind boggle and I think for me at one point I really started to question like what the hell 
like um, where am I yeah yeah like or what am I and the thing is we used to go to Mauritius quite often and like coming back oh my god I had such attachment issues because I because coming back it just meant like no to. one under like no one really under like I didn't have to justify myself being in Mauritius yeah 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 I didn't yeah. have to justify myself and I, I just fitted in so well going back home because it was like mm-hmm. family whereas then I'd come back here and it was just oh my god like I would cry for months actually months like weeks leaving Mauritius yeah um but then after a while I think when you get older you realize it, it, it's okay because I think there was that fear of when am I next going back I don't know um, yeah 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 no that's true know. and to be fair I still sort of not struggle but I still when people ask me oh what I am and it's like you have to give a whole explanation because it's <laughs> the answer is not it's not easy straightforward. yeah it's not straightforward because yeah Mauritius is part of the African continent but like my background is mixed I have like Chinese Indian like white European I think so it's like a whole mixture <laughs> but no one says it like no one asks you in Mauritius because everyone yeah. is in a mixed boat yeah yeah and yeah and they know that I think we're we just don't all realize. appreciative yeah we we really aren't because until you're put in a situation where people do not get along or um people don't understand how because like, I had a lot of like people would ask me oh so do people get along well in Mauritius because you know we've got loads of different religions and like loads of different ethnicities are there any yeah. racial tension and I was like I'm not denying there isn't and there has been in the past yes, yes. there still is like there's, there's still, still a lot of there's still a lot of racism and yeah yeah like you know people discriminating people against like based on religion but the thing is on it like I think a lot on the other side of the coin a lot of people get along really well because we just accept that this is the society that we live in so I think we talked about the effects on us but about the effects on our parents I think we briefly touched upon this but I think I think for them it was it was kind of like survival mode like the first couple of years um, I know I when I talk to my dad I now grasp like how how crazy it was like sometimes I can I question my resilience compared to my dad's or my mum's because like you know you leave your family abroad and also you it's a lot of money on the line because you've left you resigned your job so when mm-hmm. if you were to ever go back to Mauritius you would technically wouldn't have a job like you'd yeah. have to start from scratch um so I think for them, it was a lot on the line. There's loads of different like racial incidences at work or just a lot of discrimination at work that you they just had to power through. Yeah. Do you know true. what I mean? Like yeah, you just yeah. have, you don't have a choice. You just have to go through. And I think like, you know, a lot of things that they go through, if I was to go through it now, I wouldn't stand up for it. But the only reason I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it is because I'm in the position that I'm in and it's a privileged position, which my parents didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't just, you know, if like, for example, a lot of cases at work that my dad had where things would just be thrown off on him as Mm -hmm. a nurse, like when he had responsibilities and stuff, he couldn't answer back kind of thing because, well, his permit was on the line. If you quit that job, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Now I just think you know if something happened to me, for example, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It doesn't matter. Like you know, I'd stand up for myself. Yeah. But the yeah. reason I can do that is because I don't have to worry yeah. about family, yeah. and I don't have to worry about you know. Yeah, as in we don't have as much as online as they did. As they did. Yeah. But what about you? What do you think? 
for your parents? Yeah, I think I only sort of find out like the truth effects that I had on them well especially for my mum because I think my dad he's just a very adaptable person and I think as long as with him I think as long as we're all okay as in our close family like he doesn't really deep stuff too much as in he just doesn't talk about it so that's fine but with my mum I only sort of found out how it was a couple of years down the line and because I think we, we had a conversation and I found out that when we first moved they did everything to sort like we don't really like what was actually happening like we were just getting on you know with school whatever but with for her it was one of the biggest struggles of her life because like I said like she left her whole family and I found that like I think for the first six months like she cried every night because she <laughs> yeah she she missed home like she missed her family yeah the people she grew up with emotionally it's it, it it takes a toll and it takes a while to get out of that and to adapt and I think for everyone listening if you've been in a similar situation I'll say have a conversation with your parents and see like what they went through what the, the emotions how they adapted because I feel it'll give you a real understanding of your parents and I think it's just a conversation that will literally I guess yeah make you a bit closer to them and to get understanding about how they are yeah and I would say the older I get the more I understand through my experiences but then the more they disclose as well I realize oh my god like as a child I didn't have a glimpse of this Mm. I didn't know Yeah. yeah and there was so much stuff going on behind the scenes that I had no idea about that now I'm just kind of getting like a brief little insight into it. And it's like, whoa, like if as an adult now, I do not know how I would have coped with that to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think not not just our parents, but for any parents who've moved abroad, or anyone who's moved abroad, actually, it's a big thing. It's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we really have to give it credit. We have to give a lot of credit to them people like oh, us yeah yeah because there's a lot of underlying things that went on that you kind of, you have to give yourself credit for adapting that's yeah that's very true that's very true and I guess finding ourselves or it's still in the process finding ourselves and trying to you know identify yeah. like where where do we fit what culture but I think at the end of the day I, I think for me it's like not what you identify yourself with it's like every everything you've experienced I think it's okay to have to to have as part of that, to, as, as part of your identity yeah like that, that only, your experiences become who you are um, yeah 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 like you don't necessarily have to identify with like one type of culture it's like everything you've gone through sort of makes you who you together. are yeah yeah so I, I feel I like just that. yeah embrace all the cultures that you've had that you're getting exposed to. Yeah. I think that was would, my point. Yeah. No. And I was also going to say like before we had to cut, like, I don't know how you felt, but like I kind of had to pick either I was too Mauritian or I was too mm-hmm. not white, but like I lived in a very white area or I was too only, which is yeah. <laughs> so I had to like pick where I was, but I think the older you grow, the more you realize 
it's fine to be however of what you want you, yeah that because yeah I think that was where I was trying to get <laughs> it's fine it's fine yeah it's fine because I think sometimes we can say someone is like too coconut or too fobbish but we don't know what they've gone through yeah yeah exactly. we do not know their struggle we don't know their like you know struggles that they've gone through to identify where they're up to and I don't think we can hold someone accountable yeah. based on their experiences of 100%. how they are because that's just how they've gone through it yeah no yeah I agree that's that's what I was sort of yeah. heading but I just did yeah did not say it so just I think I think it's more about exploring and being open-minded about everything you go through culturally yeah and just yeah. allow allowing it to come to you because like you said when I was at school I didn't have emotion friends only until uni did I really kind of get to experience that side and it came at such a good time and it was an amazing experience do you know what I mean you just have to take it as and when it comes yeah yeah and okay. through that experience I've kind of realized there's so much I could do with that side of me mm-hmm and it just, yeah, it just makes me a lot prouder. The, the the proudness I feel now for being where I'm from and my story has taken a lot of years to like build up because literally yeah. there was a point in like when I was in school where I did not feel proud at all. And if anything, I felt ashamed of being like who I am oh, because really? I was in such a white area. Yeah, like I was true. in such a white area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, no one's going to put that on you, but you feel so different. Mm-hmm. And as That's a child, true. you're not going to be like, it, you know, no one's going to tell you you're, it's okay to be different. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. build that up yourself. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Cause I think when we're young, we just, we try our best to fit in unless, you know, yeah. you're, you're that not odd one out, but some kids are very confident in themselves that they can just be different. But I think for majority of us, like we just try to fit in. But I have to say, though, having said that, even though I was like that, my sister is so far off. So my sister was born and raised here um, Mm -hmm. and we've got a massive age gap. We've got like 13 years age gap between us. But she is more Mauritian than anyone I know, pretty much even at her (laughs) age. Like she eats with her hands. She she's very Mauritian. She loves the Mauritian culture. Um, And. It just is so nice to see like some people, like she owns it at her age. It doesn't phase her. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's got a lot to do with the fact that my parents have drilled it into her now that Mm -hmm. you you do not have to conform to your classmates. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if you do not have someone saying that to you, that's when, you know, you have to learn it for yourself, which takes a little bit longer. And actually that's that makes me think about my 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 brothers because my sister and I like we had the most yeah we had the most upbringing in Mauritius and then when they came here there were I think only five and it's like that there's a big difference in terms of us keeping in touch with our Mauritian culture and them as in they're still very in touch with it but less so than we are and it's good that your sisters kept that because I feel like sometimes yeah a lot of kids that grow up here that they sometimes lose lose that side touch yeah yeah you want to try to keep your part not your past but like your roots alive yeah you want you want to be aware of your roots yeah exactly exactly but you know what having said that there was a point I was super worried I was like she's gonna be super you know like 
not aware of her culture. But I think mm-hmm. the key, I think this is different for everyone because I've heard stories where parents force down culture down yeah, their children yeah, and they yeah, force yeah, down yeah. like language and things like that. And I, for so long, was trying to speak Creole to my sister to implement it. And she was refusing, just <laughs> absolutely refusing. Like she would say no to me in Creole every time I'd speak to her. Mm-hmm. Like she would say the no in Creole, but she just wouldn't like have the she conversation in Creole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now she's just turned around by herself. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, she started speaking Creole and she's trying by herself. And I think that comes down to like us encouraging it again and yeah, again because yeah, my yeah. parents do not speak creole to her it literally would be creole to me english to her that was it like yeah, <laughs> that's how yeah, the conversation yeah. went yeah. but now she tries it herself and she's kind of yeah it's and i think it's really dra- down to me like drilling the fact you do not have to conform it's okay to be who you are and like you're you're going to be different like you're going to be different and that's fine that, yeah, that's completely yeah. fine but yeah sure. but i think that comes with my like that comes from my experiences because experiences that like she's going through I've been through at some point Mm -hmm. and I didn't have someone to be like no like you know I didn't have someone at the end of the tunnel who's gone through it yeah yeah yeah. but now I can be like to her no like someone says this to you you've got to stand up for yourself and you don't have (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah 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 okay question this just sort of popped into my head so say in five or ten years time you're married have i don't know i was gonna you. ask you that what <laughs> i was gonna ask you would you yeah <laughs> great minds think <laughs> yeah go on yeah so what's your perception now i guess say if you it came to a point where you had to move away i don't know for what reason like maybe you just you wanted a new experience or job career related what's your view of moving abroad now I think it's an wait would you say for me like just me if I was moving abroad by myself or if I had a family to think about yeah I think at both actually so like just you and I would take it any day I'd take it <laughs> moving abroad I'd take it I know it's hard and I know like um you know people go like you know you might change your mind once you get there Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, when you're stuck in one place, you're restricting yourself to so much. Yeah, yeah. Like you're literally locking yourself up in one place. But having said that, some people enjoy, like some people enjoy that comfort, which is fine, which is completely fine. I'm just the type of person, if someone came to me with an opportunity tomorrow, I will 100% take take it. it. Yeah, yeah, no, same. And I think that's because I've moved once. So therefore I can move again kind of thing. Like I've moved from Mauritius to here, that was a big culture shock. So I'm pretty sure I can do it as an adult. Yeah, yeah, no, 100% agree. And what you said about your opportunities are limited if you just stay in one place. Th- that's your very true. Your are limited and your growth is limited. Yeah, I was going to say, because thinking about even when we moved out of uni and when we came back, like the growth that we experienced yeah it's immense like you can't it changes you yeah yeah it changes you yeah yeah no I definitely agree like I would too and I think that is one of my I think goals as well yeah just what about if you had a family that you had kids to think about I think yes yes as well because 
I feel like whatever age they're at, they're always adapt. Or like I'm hoping for them to adapt. And the thing is, worst not worst case scenario, but I think you can always move back. I know it's probably not easy, but it's like not the end of the world. Yeah. And I think another thing is the only thing I would be a bit more mindful of is making sure they have the support if there's a language barrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit of extra. That's something I would be mindful of because like we struggled. Well, I would say for the first couple of months, I definitely struggled. Actually, even for the first year, I struggled because when we're in Mauritius, we do learn English, but mm-hmm. it's not you're not speaking it every day. Yeah, you yeah. speak yeah. French more. Um, so... If I was to move abroad, that's one thing I'd be mindful of, just making sure they have that extra support. Yeah. If it's, if it's vibe, like if you can afford it or, you know, or you can make time for it, that's the only thing. Yeah. And I say research as well. Yeah. I mean, as much research, but the thing is at the end of the day, you can only do so much and you're all (laughs) like, you're not going to find out everything, but yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Jump on the plane and go catch flights not feelings <laughs> well you'd have feelings you'd be in a family <laughs> no, but I think yeah that sort of wraps up episode. Yeah, this episode yeah we want to hear about you your stories so let us know what your if you have moved abroad or mm-hmm. your parents had moved abroad what was your experience like or if you were born here but your parents were born in a different country that culture that you know culture mm-hmm difference and the experiences that would be it'd be really great to know yeah hope you guys have an amazing day and we'll see you in the next episode thank you for listening to this episode we hope you enjoyed our content you can reach out to us on instagram at zodi.mamzelle and keep up to date with our latest adventures wishing you a wonderful day here's to you keeping your head up and winning lots of love zoli mamzelle